0: This is the Beginner's Guide to Human Design. I'm your host, Madeline Evergreen. This podcast makes understanding your human design chart super simple and easy. Have you ever looked at your chart and seen all those shapes, lines, arrows, and numbers and gotten lost in the descriptions? Me too! After countless hours of practice and study, I'm here to break it down for you. Now let's get into today's episode. So here we are with part two of my health story, and we're going to just get into it. Let's just dive right on in. So if you missed last week, go back and listen, because that was part one of my health story. And now we're at the point where I've learned about human design, and I'm going to tell you all of the different things that I did in order to get into alignment. Now, keep in mind, I didn't know that this was going to happen to me from human design. I just simply became obsessed with human design when I first learned about it, and I couldn't stop learning. I spent every day learning as much as I possibly could, and I would look at my friend's charts and my husband and my family, and I would tell them about their charts, and we would spend hours talking about human design, and it was just a total obsession. So I wasn't doing this because I thought it was going to help me with my health, I was just doing human design because it was so much fun and it was so validating for me to learn about my chart. So, the first thing that I learned about was that I'm a manifesting generator. And I learned that that just means that I'm supposed to have a life that lights me up and that creates energy. And anytime that I get energized for something, that's a sign that that thing is in alignment for me. And when I'm kind of drained or feel bad after doing something then it's probably a sign that that is not for me. So I began to pay close attention to that and take it super seriously. And I did some experiments. There was a few days where I only did whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, and I let go of all my responsibilities. And I didn't tell anyone about it. And I watched what happened. By the end of each of those days, I had so much energy, I couldn't even believe it. I had so much fun and everyone else in my life seemed to have had a better day as well. And nobody noticed that I didn't do my responsibilities. It happened at work and it happened at home. I just kind of stopped doing the things that I don't like doing and I just followed what lit me up within my job and my home life. And it worked. Like I felt incredible. And it seemed like my coworkers or my clients or my mom, who is my boss or my husband or the person at the checkout register at the grocery store, all of those people seemed more lit up and energized when they were around me than normal. And I took that serious. And I realized, oh my God, I have got to start implementing this in my life in a more realistic way. I know that every day, forever, I can't just do whatever I feel like and let go of responsibilities, but I can begin to shape my life and change my attitude. So from then on, I started to follow what actually lights me up. And I changed my career quite a bit. At the time, I was feeling very lost in my job. I was feeling like I was just doing busy work and tasks and I started doing human design and doing breathwork again. I had let go of breathwork for a couple of years and I brought that back into my career and I went and got trained as a human design reader and I started doing readings. And this is all what I was doing at my work. And I was still doing some of my other tasks and things, but I changed my attitude about them. I looked at them in a way that was true and that could light me up. For example, if I really hate doing something like placing orders for supplements, instead I changed my attitude to, wow, this is so great that the clients I work with are going to have access to these incredible high quality supplements and I'm so happy for them and I'm just really glad that I can be a part of this. That's how I started to look at things instead of like, oh, I hate placing orders, so tedious, Like that attitude is no longer a part of my life. And when I shaped my life over a couple of months to following things that I truly align with and having a better attitude and doing, you know, tasks and things that light me up and also letting go of things that don't light me up, letting go of certain tasks at work that aren't necessary or clearing out my closet at home and getting rid of stuff that no longer aligns with me, all of my life started to like fall into place and that's when I began to see my health improve and all of a sudden I was smaller and I was noticing it and it was very very slow very very gradual and I know I said all of a sudden but like you know if you're losing weight or your body's changing slowly there's like a point where people start noticing or you notice it and you're not like crazy. Like I knew something was happening, but it was so slow and subtle that I, it was hard to tell. And then other people started to make comments about my body. They would say things like, oh my God, you look so thin or you look so good or you look so fit. What are you doing? And I'm like, uh, I don't know, not much. Like I was just so excited by my job that I just wasn't really thinking about like detox or diets. I was just eating how I know I should eat and just kind of ignoring the whole thing and not taking myself so serious. And I was just really focusing on having a life that lights me up. Then, beyond learning that I was a manifesting generator, I also learned that I'm a four six. And as a, a 4, I'm somebody who has like people that I need in my life and that I choose to have in my life. And they're like my people. And then I'm also somebody who has a lot of people in life that are not my people. And those people don't really work for me. They don't jive with me. And, uh, it, Might appear that I don't like a lot of people, but the truth is, is that I'm just neutral towards them, but they're just not my people. And I have always felt badly about this. I have always thought that I am just a big bitch and that I just am exclusive for some reason and I just only have like these certain friends and then I shut people out but I cannot help it. And I've felt so bad about myself and I've been called out on it a lot. But when I realized, no, actually I'm energetically built to have a small circle of tight knit friends or loved ones, people that I've chosen to really be my people and that those people are going to bring me lots of opportunities and I need to open my mind to what they have to offer because a lot of my manifestations are gonna come through my people. So when I learned that and just, allowed myself not to be friends with everybody, not to love everybody and stop trying to force that and instead just be neutral with people. Just chill around the people that I don't really like and just let them go. Stop trying to force a connection. Just let them go and focus on the people that I really want in my life. That is another time where I felt myself shift and I felt myself just soften. Like I felt rigid before and then my whole energy softened and I felt so much more comfortable in my own skin. And then once again, I began to see my health improve. My digestion was better. My whole shape changed. My energy was better. I could eat more varieties of foods. It's just like, boom, everything started to happen for me. And then I also learned about the six and the six the, you know, I'm a four six. So the six is somebody who is wise and has learned from their experiences. And I've always felt wise, but I've always thought that maybe I just have a big fat ego and I'm just, you know, whatever. Maybe I'm just obsessed with myself. Who knows? But no, the truth is, is that I have a lot of wisdom. I have had quite the life so far, and it has not been easy. Almost every moment of my life has been difficult until recently. And I've learned something from that and I have wisdom to share. And when I learned that that's actually part of my design, oh, it's like, finally, I can just be, I can just accept that, yes, there's a reason for all my experiences. And it's because it brings me wisdom. And when I learned that about myself, I just, once again, softened and relaxed into who I really am. Then I learned about my authority, which is sacral. I have that gut intuition. And when I started only making decisions based off of what I'm attracted to or what's a hell yes or what lights me up the most, oh my God, the most shocking things would happen. And I would make decisions that... Don't make any logical sense or don't feel like what I quote unquote should be doing. But every single time I made a decision based off of what was an immediate hell yes, amazing opportunities would show up from that. Cars landed in my lap. A sprinter van landed in my lap. My career shifted in pretty dramatic ways. Everything just sort of fell into place in a mysterious way when I stopped doing what I should be doing and started following my sacral authority. It's still a struggle for me. I still get in my head and I like to overanalyze things. But then I remember, stop it, clear out the noise, ask myself, the question or give myself the choices of what should I do and then pick the one that I'm most attracted to, the one that excites me the most. And then when I do it, oh my God, my life gets so much better. My health gets so, so, so much better. And my incarnation cross, or in other words, my, my life theme is the right angle cross of the Sphinx. And if you don't know what any of that means, that's okay. But my life theme is to get in touch with your intuitive nature and let that direct your life and help direct others too. So I don't really think so hard about like what am I doing in life? And like, what's my career? And like, what's my title? And like, how many credentials do I have? Or am I important? Or, oh, do people think that I'm impressive? I don't really think about those kinds of questions anymore. And instead, I just remember that actually, I'm here to play with my intuitive nature. I'm actually a human being in this life not to have a job or have success or even to have a marriage. I'm here to learn how to get in touch with my intuitive nature. Let that direct me and let that help others too. So when I think about that every single day and I make my daily choices based off of that, mm, oh my God, I don't even know what to say. It's like magic happens. My life just works out in such mysterious ways. And again, my body and my health has been the number one thing that I've seen change. And as soon as I get way out of alignment, like if I go into panic or survival mode and I'm thinking like, oh my God, I got to make more money or oh my God, I got to do this to get ahead in life. The first thing to happen is that I start puffing up. Like My body gets really puffy and I can no longer see my muscle tone Like right away. And I, it's like I have this water retention or toxins building up, then my stomach hurts and I get bloated and then I might get gas or I might get constipated or I feel like I start having anxiety around what I should be eating or my sleep goes bad or I get physical joint pain or muscle pains. And I've learned to use my body's symptoms as a red flag. And I don't blame my body for it. And I never say like, oh my God, I'm bloated. So I got to do an enema and I got to do this and I got to do that. And I better stop eating today. And no, maybe I do take some action steps to help if I'm having physical struggles. But my number one thing is I look at myself honestly and I say, how have I been acting out of alignment? Am I following my life theme? Like, am I using my intuition or am I in survival mode? And I've learned in my chart that, that when I go into survival mode, that is the worst mode for me to be in. I'm supposed to see life through the lens of wanting. According to my chart, I'm supposed to follow what I want or help other people get to what they want, not survival. And I, it's what's amazing is that when I used to work in nutrition, that's a very survival mode energy Of work. It's actually not a bad thing if that's in alignment according to your chart. But for me, it's not wise for me to help people with survival mode issues, like get your health back by following health strategies. That's very much in like, survival mode. And I never felt in alignment when I was working in nutrition. I love nutrition. It's very fun. I It's still one of my favorite topics to learn about. But as a career, it always felt draining and exhausting to me. Every single time I do anything that helps people have a life that they want and like helps people feel more lit up and happy and excited and and, and you know, in alignment, that makes me energized. And I follow my intuition to help me help other people. So those are some aspects of my chart that I've been following to get myself back into alignment. I'm just popping in here. This is actually future Madeline talking. I am currently editing this episode. And as I was listening, I realized I left out a massive piece of useful information about this concept of survival and wanting and why truly this is so impactful for me and how it gets me in or out of alignment. And I think this can really help everybody out. So there is an aspect of your chart that tells you what your perspective is. We're not going to get into that so detailed today, but hopefully someday on the podcast I can teach you about it. But it's sort of like everybody has a pair of glasses on that they see through and they have their own unique lens that they see through, and that's their lens that they see the world or their perspective that they see the world. And there's always two ends of the spectrum for each perspective. And one end is in alignment for you, and the other end is out of alignment for you. And the most mind-blowing thing I ever learned about myself and human design is that my perspective is the opposite of my mom's. And when I first started learning this concept in my reader training, Jenna Zoe was the trainer and she told us everybody needs to go and check what their parents' perspective was because you probably grew up looking at the world through their lens, through their perspective. And, oh, wow, was she spot on. My perspective on things is supposed to be through the lens of wanting. That means that I see the world through the view of what do I want? What do they want? What do people want? It's not necessarily what I have to take action on, I can, but it's just simply the lens that's in alignment for me. So like if I was sitting at a conference or something and I'm just sitting back observing the room full of people and noticing everything from kind of my own unique perspective, I see the room as... I want to be on the stage, or I don't want to be on that stage, or I want to be sitting over here, or everybody wants to be sitting on the left side of the room, not the right side. Isn't that interesting? Like I notice things based off of wanting, but the opposite of wanting in human design is survival. So that means for me, when I look at the world through the lens of survival, I am out of whack. I'm off kilter. I'm out of alignment. So as soon as I start seeing things like, oh, like if i was observing a conference room full of people if i start seeing things like oh my god i need to be on that stage because that's the important person and i should be the one that's up there presenting because that's going to make me more successful and i'm i need that for my career and oh my god i i've, I've got to sit in the back because that's going to be closer to the exit and that's safer like that kind of survival mode is me acting out of alignment instead of focusing on like what do i want what do the people want so in life When I focus on, oh my God, my health is out of control. I'm constipated or I'm gaining weight or I have an injury or I have this skin rash and it's an emergency and I have to get that fixed. Otherwise, I'm going to have health problems forever. When I'm in that sort of survival mode, I'm out of whack. And that is how I lived my life up until human design. Every moment of my life was in survival mode. Now, here's the mind-blowing part. My mom is the opposite. She is in alignment in survival mode, and she's out of alignment in wanting mode or perspective. I guess I shouldn't say mode. I should say perspective. But for her, for somebody who has survival as their perspective, they're not sitting there in a panic like how I was explaining. They are calm, cool, and collected when they think about surviving. And what's so fascinating is that she is like the queen of everybody's life for help and survival. I don't know anybody who can help more people survive. Anybody who has a health problem, they're in the hospital, they're sick, they have money issues, they have business problems, they have uh, some other issue. People just flock to her for guidance and help on survival-based topics. She is really, really good at helping people figure out a solution when there's a problem, like an emergency kind of issue. And she totally like blossomed and turned into this really interesting person during all the lockdowns because she learned so much about survival and was everybody's resource. How do we get this? How do we get that? How do we make this? How do we all like, how do we stock up? How do we get by when when none of us can go to the store? She was the one that was like running the show in our community on how to survive all of that. And it was very calm. It wasn't frantic or panicked, but it was calm. And I learned growing up from being her daughter, to be in a survival perspective, and I can see now that that was not serving me. And it's not because she tried to get me to be that way. It's just that oftentimes you emulate your parents, and that's what I did. And somehow I switched into more of this wanting perspective when I learned about human design and out of survival mode, and I truly believe that that is one of the number one ways that I got my health back is by stop panicking, stop worrying and thinking that this is a survival type of situation when I have health problems and instead let it go and just live with the lens of wanting. And if that feels too like nuanced or vague, I'm sorry, that's just the best that I can explain it. But why this is such an important example is because if you're not careful you're going to either replicate your parents or go completely the opposite of them. And instead, it would be best for you to be you. It doesn't matter what your parents' chart says. You, you don't want to replicate them or try and be the opposite of them. You want to learn your own design, follow your own blueprint, and be what's actually in alignment for you. Even though we all pick up on information from our parents and our role models and our teachers, you have your own design. And so that was, that. I just hope that that example helps. Okay, we'll get back to the real-time episode now. Now, one other thing, actually there's so many, but again, these episodes can get a little too long. Um, One other thing is that I realized that I was eating according to my design without Knowing about my digestive type. So, in your chart, you'll be able to see what type of digestion you have, and everybody has a unique one for them, and it tells you kind of how you should be eating so that you can be in alignment. And what's so fascinating is that about two years before I learned about human design, I discovered the carnivore diet, and that is where you only eat meat. I'm not kidding. And that's what I was doing for about two years. And it was the first like actual diet or physical thing I did with my health that made some impact. I still felt overweight and I still felt um, like physically not how I wanted to look and feel. But from eating only meat for two years, I had significantly improved Digestion. I was pooping every single day without enemas. I had way less bloating and I had more consistent energy. So that was worth it for me to continue eating that way, even though I still didn't look how I wanted to look and I still didn't have like everything working for me. But what's interesting about the carnivore diet is that typically I would just eat one food at a time because it's more convenient. Like I would just eat ground beef for lunch or just have a piece of salmon or just have a steak. I rarely would eat multiple types of meat at the same time and I wasn't i wasn't having any seasonings. So it was only meat and salt and I was also having coffee. But... What's so fascinating is that once I learned about my digestive type in human design, I learned that I have the type called alternating appetite. And for alternating appetite, it's best for you to eat simple meals, like eat one food at a time. And that's what I had automatically been doing with carnivore. So something that I experimented with was actually expanding my food choices. And I added in a lot more variety, more than just meat. Now I eat a lot of different types of fruit as well. And I found that when I do eat like one food at a time or maybe two foods at a time, I can have the fruit, like I can have these other foods and it does work for me. And I think that part of the reason why carnivore works so well is just because it's simple and it's one food at a time. And I think that in the past when I was trying to eat all these complicated salads and all these vegetables and these detox shakes, those were just chocked full of so much variety because I had learned in nutrition that you should eat a lot of variety to help with your gut health and to populate your gut with more good bacteria but that was like killing me. That was making me so bloated that people probably thought that I was pregnant and I could barely even get my pants on. So it's just fascinating to me to look back and see that I was eating according to my digestion when my health was improving. And I continue to eat that way and find that it's the number one thing that helps me is just to eat simple and not worry so much about when I'm eating or exactly what I'm eating or how much I'm eating. Just keep it simple and then I feel in alignment. And some of the other types of things that I focus on in my life for my health and for staying in alignment would be addressing emotions. So I use tapping, EFT tapping a lot, like every day at least. And that really helps me to clear negative thinking or trapped emotions or things that are just kind of stuck in me that are making me feel bad or feel out of alignment. And I also do something called brain tap. It's like this headset that you wear that has different tones like um, musical tones and also it has lights that flash into your brain and it helps you to switch your brain waves and get you just into a different state. I use that every day and then I continue to use breath work and breath work has definitely been the number one way for me to clear blockages. And also I would say energy and body work. I get a lot of body work done and I get energy work done um, from my stepdad, David, who's the most incredible energy worker I've ever met. And I find that that really helps as well. But I've noticed with my clients in one-on-one readings that the ones that just try and mentally learn their human design chart and just try and live according to their design have the hardest time. It's the people that address Energetic blocks and emotional blocks that can get in line with their design the quickest and the easiest. There's so much stress that we hold in in our bodies that contributes to living out of alignment. No matter how much you learn about human design or how hard you try, if your physical body is jammed full of stress, it's not very possible to get in alignment. So breath work, tapping, energy work, anything that you are attracted to, you know, anything that your authority is telling you is a good thing to try, try it in tandem with learning your human design. Put the two together, put the, the energy and emotional clearing exercises into your life and Attempt living by your design. And I say attempt because it's an experiment. This is a lifelong experiment for all of us. And it's not a quick fix, but you'll probably find that the more that you live in alignment with your design, the healthier your body is, the less stress you feel, the lighter you feel, and the better that you look. I've heard from so many other people as well who say that when they do the inner work, their health improves so much and their skin improves, their eyes brighten, their hair grows better, their nails are stronger, they anti-age. It's really, really true. It's not just human design. It's the inner work that we can do. It's anything that we can do to offload the stress and get in alignment with what's really right for us as individuals. That's how we heal our bodies and our minds and our health. And of course, it is important to focus on the science and learn what's a smart, you know, food choice and how to avoid toxins and all of that, but honestly, energy is more powerful than the physical. Especially with these astrological shifts that are happening in the universe recently and in the next couple of years. Energy is becoming much more potent and tangible and physical matter is becoming less dense on this planet. So that means that if you use the power of intention, that will be more effective than it ever has been on this planet so far. And the physical matter is becoming less of an impact on us than it ever has been in the past. For example, now this is just a theory of mine. This is not proven Let's think about toxins. Toxins are a physical thing. Let's say you eat a bunch of toxic food, like food that's been sprayed with Roundup and glyphosate and atrazine. Well, I believe that we're moving into a shift on this planet where those chemicals, the glyphosate, the atrazine, the Roundup, all of those chemicals are less effective on your body than your thoughts and intentions. So if you are thinking the right thoughts, living in alignment, loving yourself, loving your choices, and you got some chemicals in you. I believe that those energetic thoughts and intentions and the power of love is so much more impactful on you than the chemicals. I'm not saying that we should just eat conventional vegetables that have been sprayed with chemicals. Absolutely not. But I'm seeing for myself that when I have the power of gratitude and love, and if I slip up and make poor choices, my love and gratitude overpowers my poor choice. It's as simple as that. So I hope that this was inspirational for you. I hope that um, I hope that it helps you see how getting in line with your design can truly shift your whole body your entire health, and the whole trajectory of your life and your future. Thanks again for sharing these episodes on social media every week. It means so much to me. And thank you for rating and reviewing the show. I love you all, and I will catch you in a week.